Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called The Song of Knockgrafton, an adaptation of a traditional Irish story written for you by Daniel Hines. Today, we'd like to say a special thank you to Penny and Morgan Feynman and their family from New York, Annabelle and Miles and the rest of the Meek family in Eugene, Oregon, Baron and Cora Metz and their family, and Mrs. Queen's TK class in Argonaut. Thank you so much, Mrs. Queen's TK class, Cora, Baron, Miles, Annabelle, Morgan, and Penny. You are part of what makes it possible for us to continue to produce fun new stories for our listeners. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and get every episode ad-free, head over to patreon.com stories and join for just $1 a month. If you'd like access to all of our ebooks or to receive a thank you in a future episode, that's also available at patreon.com stories. Now here's a word from our sponsors. It's 2020, and guess what? All that stuff in your house that you didn't use in 2019 is still there. Taking up space and being useful to absolutely no one. But there are people out there who could use that baseball glove your kid grew out of, or that pair of designer jeans you grew out of, or that cell phone you upgraded when the new cooler one came out. Sell it on Mercari. You know, Mercari, the selling app that makes selling almost anything fast and easy. Here's where you begin. Go through your house and find all the stuff that needs to find a new home. Take a few pictures, add a description, and boom, your item is connected to millions of buyers on the app. Mercari will even email you a shipping label when it sells. Everything ships so you never have to talk to anyone in person. Phew! The app has over 500,000 reviews on the App Store with an average 4.8 star rating, so why not give it a try? Ring in the new year with less stuff in your home and more money in your pocket with Mercari. That's M-E-R-C-A-R-I Mercari, the selling app. Hey, grown-ups! Power up your family's playtime with the Nintendo Switch system, the home of Mario and Friends. Jump into the unexpected with Mario, Princess Peach, and more in Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Or challenge each other to a race in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Go to Nintendo.com and browse the full lineup of Nintendo Switch systems. Additional accessories may be required for multiplayer mode. Games, system, and some accessories sold separately. Thanks! Enjoy the episode! The Song of Knockgrafton Once upon a time, there was a young Irishman named Lucemore. He was kind and gentle, but he had been born with a terrible curse. No matter what he did, no matter how hard he scrubbed, or how many times he changed clothes, poor Lucemore smelled like old, stinky cheese. It was so bad that people avoided Lucemore altogether. He wanted nothing more than to be normal, but his curse made him an outcast. Hello, friends, he'd say as people walked by, but they ignored him, or worse, they grabbed their children and hurried past, as though they thought Lucemore's smell was contagious. That was because even worse than his scent were some of his neighbors. It wasn't enough that his odor was funky. His condition was so strange that people couldn't help but make up all manner of stories about him, and none of them were good. The worst was Seamus, who lived down the road from where Lucemore had grown up. He hated Lucemore for no reason other than that he was different, and he made up all the nastiest tales. Lucemore smells because he was cursed by a witch for being evil, he'd tell one person. Lucemore stinks because he burned down a fairy tree, he'd say to another. 
the stories made him laugh. And if they made Lucemore's life harder, well, he didn't seem to care. As a result, even the people that may have visited poor Lucemore kept their distance. To keep himself fed, Lucemore would weave hats and baskets from the straw he'd gather in his walking. As he grew older, he'd wander from town to town, weaving hats as he went, and trading them at markets for food and shoes. Sometimes he'd trade for a supposed miracle cure for his stink, but none of them ever worked, and most of them gave him a rash. Some people were decent, mostly those with no sense of smell, but most were bullies, like Seamus. To pass the time alone, Lucemore would sing while he wove. He knew a hundred little songs and invented a hundred more. For all his difficult body, his voice was high and pure, a beautiful trill that even the birds appreciated. Unfortunately, no one else spent enough time around Lucemore to hear it. This all changed when one day, while walking a lonely stretch of woods, Lucemore came across the abandoned castle of Knockgrafton. In truth, it was little more than a stone tower, and it had been all shut and locked with chains when its lord had returned to England. Still, the doorway was set back into the stone and the little nook provided a cozy spot out of the wind and cold. Lucemore built a little fire and ate a handful of nuts and jerky he had traded for on the road. He laid back against the chill stone and pulled out his bag of straw. With gentle hands, he wove straw strands into another hat and then laid down to sleep. As always, it was hard to get comfortable sleeping on stones, but Lucemore was used to it and was soon snoring away. Hours later, sometime in the darkest middle of the night, Lucemore was woken by the sounds of singing. Like smoke on the breeze, a haunting song filled the air and swirled around him. He looked all over, but the singing seemed to be coming from nowhere and everywhere at once. It was a beautiful song, and Lucemore soon just settled back to enjoy it. Monday's all working and Tuesday's a trance. Wednesday's the middle and Thursday's a chance to rest before Friday, for Friday we dance. The melody seemed to hang in the air expectantly. Lucemore said nothing and then it came again. This time, Lucemore decided to take the cue. Monday's all working and Tuesday's a trance. Wednesday's the middle and Thursday's a chance to rest before Friday, for Friday we dance. And Saturday's singing and Sunday's romance. Monday's for working and Tuesday's a trance. And Wednesday's the middle and Thursday's a chance to rest before Friday, for Friday we dance. And Saturday's singing and Sunday's romance. When Lucemore finished singing, all the music ended. He thought for a moment he had made a terrible mistake, and then the castle door behind him opened with a bang. Before he could think, Lucemore was whisked inside. Hey, what's going on? He cried. He was spun and flown and tumbled and stirred and found himself sitting on a strange throne inside the castle's hall. When his head stopped spinning, he realized he was surrounded 
by fairies, beautiful and glowing in all shapes and sizes. Fairies, he gasped. I'm honored to be at your party. We're honored to have you, one of the fairies replied. Your singing was beautiful. Hi, you're the first to say so. The fairies all looked surprised. They gathered close. How can that be? You sing like an angel. Thank you, thank you, Lucemore said, tears of happiness shining in his eyes. No one else will listen on account of me smell. They're all afraid to even come near me. Well, we aren't afraid. We think you're lovely, the fairy said, and they smiled and flew and played music and feasted, and Lucemore was their guest of honor. All through the night they sang, and none louder than the Irishman. Soon, he was smiling and laughing with the rest, and he fell asleep, still laughing, on the old throne. He woke up in the morning, still nestled against the closed door of the castle. He tried the handle and found it locked, and tears sprung to his eyes. It was all just a dream, he said sadly. A wonderful dream, but now it's over. No one wants to stay with me, not even the fairies. He stood up with a sigh, shouldering his pack for another lonely day on the road. Oh well, better get a move on. He shifted his weight and then took a deep breath. He paused and then took another. Something was wrong. Something didn't smell right. Lucemore lifted his arms and smelled one pit and then the other. He held open the front of his shirt and took a deep breath. No, it wasn't that Lucemore didn't smell right. It was that, for the first time in his life, he didn't smell wrong. What? What in the world? He shook out his cloak and smelled nothing but clean sweat and the soap he used to wash. It was amazing. The air was clear. Breathing was easier. For the first time in his life, Lucemore smelled as clean as he was. He cheered, tears of happiness running down his face. Fairies! Thank you, fairies! He picked up his bag of straw and noticed that it was heavier than it had been. Peering inside, he saw that among the straw, nestled in tight as baby birds, were raw lumps of gold and a scrap of paper with a note written in silver ink. Thanks for the song, it said. Lucemore cried even harder and cheered so loud that he scared some birds into squawking flight. He made his way to the nearest town. He had passed through not three days earlier and they had given him a wide berth, not sparing poor Lucemore so much as a wave, never mind a friendly greeting. But as he came through again, singing as always, he was greeted warmly for the first time in his life. Hello there, me musical friend, the baker called. Fresh rolls, first ones free. He tossed Lucemore a sweet bun with nuts and honey. Lovely morning, isn't it? crowed a washerwoman. Now there's a lovely singing voice. Won't you sing another? Lucemore couldn't believe the warmth, and it just kept happening. It was the same with the doctors and the woodsmen and the maids, the merchants and the soldiers and the gardeners. It was enough to make his head spin. 
And finally, in the center of town, he stopped and shouted at them all. I'm still Loosemore, he cried. I've been through this town a dozen times and you never had a smile for me. It wasn't me fault I had a terrible stink. And now, well, maybe I smell better, but I'm still the same person you treated so miserably all these years. The townsfolk were ashamed then. They realized he was right. They had been terrible, and they'd let his condition and the rumors from Seamus justify their actions. There was a long pause, and Loosemore held his breath, half expecting them to run him out of town. Instead, unexpectedly, strangely and wonderfully, they apologized. They said they were sorry for how they treated him, sorry for ignoring him, and sorry for pretending they hadn't. Loosemore, as kind and generous as ever, forgave them. And the story might have ended there, if not for the bully Seamus. Once the apologies were given, Loosemore told everyone the story of the fairies at Knockgrafton and how they had cured his stink and given him gold. The story spread fast across the farms and villages of Ireland and soon got back to Loosemore's hometown. Hearing the story, the bully Seamus grew jealous. Why should Loosemore be rewarded with gold for a little song? Seamus thought that if Loosemore had been rewarded so well, a healthy man like Seamus would be rewarded even better. That very day, he set off for the old castle of Knockgrafton. He found it at dusk and set up camp in the castle's doorway, just as Loosemore had said. For hours, he waited, complaining and grumpy, until finally, he heard the fairies start to sing. Impatient, Seamus didn't wait for them to finish, but immediately shouted the lines Loosemore had said in his story. And Saturday's singing for Sunday's romance. There was a flash of light, and Seamus fell fast asleep. He awoke the next morning, sore and cold from sleeping on the stone. He immediately jumped up, looking for his gold. Unfortunately, there was nothing around him. But when he tried to stand, he nearly gagged. Something was spoiled. Had he spilled milk? Slept in a dung pile? No, he realized. It was him. In despair, Seamus wandered back towards his town. On his way, as he passed through other villages and hamlets, everyone looked away from him. Kids held their noses and cried, Ew! Doors were shut against him, and all the same stories he had told about Loosemore, people now thought were about him. Seamus ended the day miserable and alone, and he made his way to Loosemore's new house that he had bought with all his fairy gold. He knocked on the door and Loosemore answered, looking happy and smelling like an Irish spring. Hello there. Wait, is that Seamus? Seamus broke down into tears and told Loosemore what had happened. He told him of his day and the scorn he had been dealt. He told him how no one would look at him, how children pointed and parents ushered them away. And then he told him he was sorry. Sorry for making fun of his terrible stink. Sorry for spreading rumors. And sorry for not helping a neighbor who needed it. Loosemore, still kind and gentle, forgave him. And Seamus promised to change his ways. And with that, like a magical shower, the stink melted away like snow in the sun. 
You see, the fairies of Knockgrafton aren't cruel. They just wanted to teach him a lesson. A lesson about patience, a lesson about humility, and most of all, a lesson about kindness. The End Today's story, The Song of Knockgrafton, was an adaptation of a traditional Irish story written for you by Daniel Hines and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon, with original music by us both. If you would like to support Stories Podcast, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes, get ad-free episodes and more at patreon.com stories, check out all of our merch available at storiespodcast.com shop, or simply tell your friends about us. Thanks for listening! Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Stories Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus Kids in Apple Podcasts. Grown-ups, before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hi, everyone. I'm excited to tell you about the brand new season of the podcast, Music Land Stories. Music Land Stories is a weekly podcast for kids that takes you on an adventure through the universe of Music Land. The musical Easter eggs and epic stories are sure to be tons of fun for the whole family. Take a listen to what's in store. I'm the conductor. And now, on a brand new season of Music Land Stories, I'm going to take you all the way down to the ocean floor of the deep blue sea. And I've recruited a new crew of sonic expeditioners that I can't wait for you to meet. Together, we're on an underwater odyssey to capture the song of the last Leviathan, a giant sea creature who splished and splashed beneath the sea for thousands and thousands of years. Listen to the newest season of Music Land Stories, airing weekly every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.